Before we jump into this episode, I just want to share about a new Hype You show that we have. We just signed a couple new shows to our network. And today I am introducing you to Launch Code with Jennifer Jones. It's a showcase of top earners in the network marketing and entrepreneurial space. So if you are in the network marketing space, this podcast will be really awesome for you to hear. Um, Jennifer uh, left two decades of a very lucrative pharmaceutical sales job. And then she lays out the blueprint on exactly how she did it. She says that she cracked the golden handcuffs, if you will, and is super beautiful in the way that she tells her inspiring story. Uh, The guests that she has on are all six-figure corporate earners who made life pivots and fired their bosses. Uh, They're going to tell you how, why, what, when, and where this podcast for entrepreneurs in the network marketing space is tactical detail level 10. So make sure you check out launch code with Jennifer Jones, new to the hype you media family. Welcome back to on the daily on this episode. I got to interview my best friend, Rachel Todd Bing, Bing Todd. I don't know. I call her Rachel Todd still, but she's definitely a Bing, but all the old habits will really die hard. Listen, this is a friend that I was determined to hate when I met her. And within 48 hours, we were inseparable. And ever since then, it's just been one of those friendships where like we can talk about anything, we push each other, there is accountability, but also I would trust my child's life with her. She would trust her children's lives with me. And um, this conversation is just one for you if you are a mom, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are trying to juggle a lot of things in your life. Uh, One of the things I really appreciate and respect the most about Rachel, but also our friendship, is how our values align on how connected everything is. So tune into this little uh, episode I have for you today because it is definitely a good one. Hey friend, welcome to On The Daily. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary, and I am a quantum business coach. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a multi six-figure entrepreneur, co-founder and president of Hype U Media and CEO of Danielle On The Daily Coaching. What I'm really interested in is helping you live a life and have a business that is a full body yes. So through all of my education and all of my experience, I'm bringing you two episodes a week where I will guide you and give you the tools necessary to scale a massive, sustainable, and sexy business using your intuition, wealth energetics, and human design. What we can call it is business biohacking. So if you're down for that, then I say let's frickin' go. I'm so glad you're here. So I have a mastermind. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I'm sure you do know that if you listen to this podcast. Uh, It is currently enrolling for mid-September, October start, and there are two different options with it. You can come into my mastermind as regular, which you get all the benefits of the mastermind, which include three coaching calls a month, as well as an astrology chat. You get skills calls, so anything from copy to operations to uh, social media to finance. There's just a lot of different skills that we have. And then I also do quarterly virtual retreats. So if you're in my skill to six mastermind 
as standard, you get that. If you are in scale to six as a VIP, you get all of that plus private calls. This mastermind, I've seen some really incredible growth in from everybody inside. And I just think that there are too many people that try to go at this entrepreneurship thing alone. And I don't understand why, but if that's you and you've been trying to do it alone and you have this chip on your shoulder of like, I don't need help. I don't need anybody. You're probably the exact person that needs to be in a mastermind and should be in a mastermind because you probably have a lot of ideas to share. And inside of a space like this, you get to be both teacher and student and it's really, really powerful. So if being a part of a group of entrepreneurs moving in the direction you're moving, talking about the stuff that nobody talks about, sharing our, you know, the challenges, the struggles, the good, the bad, the wins, the ugly, all the things, um, this is definitely a space you should look into and you can apply by clicking the link in the show notes, or you can slide into my DMS on Instagram at Danielle underscore on the daily, and we will send you all the information and see if it's a fit. So let's get into this episode. Hi, Rach. Hi. We're sitting in your kitchen right now for everybody listening. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. I flew in through a hurricane. I love how anytime you say a place that's not California in the in the United States, it is like the hillbilliest place ever. You're like, I'm going to Muscle Shoals. I'm in Huntsville. I mean, I'm in Jacksonville. Okay, but anybody who <laughs> listen to all my new friends that are in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, I love your accent. And actually, when I was in high school, me and my friend Amanda decided that for like almost two years, you faked an accent. We you? faked a Southern accent, like at school, at dance, at home. And we would just pretend. And so when I got to go to Muscle Shoals this week, I got to live out my dreams because every- on this. Yeah. Somebody told me that I was too pretty to be a lesbian. And I don't know what that means, but anyway. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Jacksonville, Florida. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. But nobody talks like that here. Eh, you'll find it. Um, Well, I'm back- at Rachel's house. And we're was, really glad that you're here. I, I know your husband is the most glad I'm here. <laughs> um, actually Harlow is the most glad I'm here because she has somebody else to show everything to. Um, but I'm, I was here, what, how old is Wilder now? Nine weeks. So I was here nine weeks ago and it was to, it was on a very last minute notice mm-hmm. to support you in delivering that precious boy into this world. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was a really life-changing experience for me. I know it was for you as well, but you really like sailed through that experience in a way that like, I think most people would be really either triggered by or just like dumbfounded by, like I was dumbfounded by it. And I know you really well and was not surprised, but I was also like this bitch, (laughs) This bitch just labored for two hours and pushed a baby out of her in 10 minutes. (laughs) What? And you like delivered your own baby. Like your midwife didn't even make it back. Like the whole thing was insane, but it was insane. It was insane and it was amazing, but it's also a testament to just who you are in general and like how you approach life. And I really wanted to have this conversation because we get so compartmentalized in how we live. Like not you and I, we don't do this because we're perfect. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we are High five. we're perfect but everyone else is not 
And um, I'm just kidding. But For anyone that's new to this podcast, she's totally, totally kidding. Totally kidding. Um, but most people compartmentalize their life. Would you agree? Like, oh, I'm this person at work and I'm this person at home and I'm this person with my friends and I'm this person over here. Yeah. And maybe they don't want to be like that, but they just are by default. Mm. Or fear. Yeah. It's for sure fear. But I don't think you are like that and I'm not like that. And watching you go through that experience and being able to support you through it was really a kind of a full circle moment as to just like who I know you to be (laughs) because everything you do is just so you do it with as much peace as you can. You do it as conscious and as present and connected as you can. It's kind of like one of your, I would say like your pillars Mm -hmm. and this birth. Yeah. You're welcome. And this birth was like, no, yeah, it was no exception. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to talk about it because I think that there is a lot to be learned here about like connectedness and everything is connected, right? Right. I think what you just said at the beginning though is like I'd like to unpack that is why do people have to put these little – I picture like a drawer organizer is Mm -hmm. what you described some people as and so they've got like their – I don't have any of those. They're different you know, there are different versions of themselves that they bring to all of those different scenarios in life. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind for me is like, are they afraid of showing the people in each of those different compartments? Okay. Are they afraid of the overflow of like who they are at home into the workplace and who they are in the workplace to- Or fear of themselves. Like they're afraid of who, like they're afraid of who they are. Cause it's like, I know women that are absolute sharks in business but could not even imagine having a natural birth, you know? Yeah. I guess or that's like just... women that have these beautiful, natural, like primal births, but could never imagine running a business. Right. Where does that come from? Why? I mean, I think a lot of it's conditioning, how you were raised, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, having like natural at home, like water births, it's been, it's obviously existed forever, mm-hmm. but really it hasn't been made popular or by any means true. It went away for a while. It went away for a while. And I would say in the last what? I mean, even when I had Owen, and that was almost eight years ago, so it must have been in the last five years. I would say in the last five years, it's really like... Oh, I'm sure the internet and social media has helped with that. Yeah. Well, in doing some of my research, it was like the 50s when women were told that like it was something to be embarrassed of and that you should be in a private room and that not even your husband should be in there because it's like, oops, you might poop during birth or, you know, things might get a little messy or like Mm -hmm. no one wants to see your vagina look like that. So Mm -hmm. might as well hide it from them. Right. Right. Your husband won't love you anymore if he sees you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But that's also when they were trying to like really protect against divorce. Yeah. So like, I think that probably had something to do with Mm -hmm. it. But that also is how you are. Like you, you said, like I did my research, like you do your research with everything, mm-hmm. which is so s- interesting to me because you also like, we have the same, almost the same human design mm-hmm. and you're six two, but you still you don't research. I don't really <laughs> No, no. I just decide. I really just decide everything I, you learn from Danielle in this podcast. She's just, just, I've done she's it. She's just fucking blind by the seat of her pants. <laughs> just it's just a hunch 
little, literally, you guys, like you think that <laughs> that I've done my extensive research. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, yes, do I, you know what it is though? I, but you're the same. Okay, so we're the same. I don't do my research for the sake of just like knowledge. I grow myself and I evolve myself so that I can evolve and grow others. Yeah. And you like to flip the mirror on yourself on purpose and dig in. My favorite thing to do is to challenge old versions. Did you just crack? Was that your back? No, that was my slipper falling. And I was agreeing with you with that sound of like, yeah. Oh, (laughs) I thought you just cracked your back and it was like a really good experience for you. Oh my God. Um, No, I was just really feeling what you were saying. I was like, yes. What was I saying? Like you love challenging that version. I love challenging old versions of myself. Yeah. Like if I can prove myself wrong, like if I can prove Danielle from like Mm -hmm. 27-year-old Danielle wrong, which like don't, whoa, 27-year-old Danielle was wrong all the time. (laughs) Every day. Every day. (laughs) I mean, Danielle at 35 is still wrong every day, but not as like profoundly wrong. Right. It's more of a like, I think we can go deeper where before it was like, you are nuts. Well, it's just a very, um, I just, w- I would say it's more like, it's a curious way of being. And it's like, if, if I want to enjoy my life to the fullest extent and have a children who are set off on a better foot than I was, then mm-hmm. I need to do this work and uncover it and try to be different and more aware so that I don't impart yeah. it on my kids. But the way that you parent, the way that you deliver your children, the way that you do business, the way that you are with your marriage, the way that you are in your family, the friend that you are, it's all very connected for you. Mm. Like you're this, like you have, there's a lot of consistency between like how you treat all areas of your life. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just less energy that way. Ooh, talk about that. It takes up less. You know, I like le- I like doing. You like doing less. That's your new theme. It's not my new theme. Well, it's just I mean, I'm no, it's like, what you're oh. naming it. Well, yeah. I also am just like not. Like, <laughs> She's not embarrassed I'm not about it anymore. Scared about it anymore. I've always been like, I don't really want to work that hard. <laughs> like I remember sitting in school when I was younger and being like, I when they would ask about like career day and like what do you want to do with your life? Guys, I was a theater major. Like yeah, I've wanted to do the least for You got a degree in make-believe. I got a degree in – I got a master's in pretend. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. It's easier. It's less energy because it's like it's like you don't have to think about, okay, well, which version of these people – of me do these people know and who do I need to upkeep appearances for? And like mm. the – oh, God, just like the pretentiousness of trying to be – something at, I think it comes from like, I experienced that version of Rachel in pageant world and it's exhausting. It's like who I brought to Miss America. And it was like, not me at all. Mm. I felt like I was in a pressure cooker and it was just like, that's exhausting. And it's exhausting because you're, I had a coach actually, who was really great coach. Wait, for those of you who don't know this, for those of you who don't know Rachel, Rachel was Miss United States 2017. <laughs> Miss United States full of beauty and grace. And your talent was Irish dancing. Well, I was Miss Florida in 2009, and that was for the Miss America organization, which is kind of more prestigious. Oh. I don't know if I just should not say Miss that. Florida? Yeah. Yeah, you were Miss Florida. And I went to Miss America. And then you went to Miss America. And I lost. To at when? 2010. No, I know. Like what, how far in? 
not not in. <laughs> you didn't get into the like finals. No. <laughs> this is a scholarship opportunity. <laughs> I did not. I was the girls that had to sit on the couch during the show and watch the rest of the show. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it but really did. then you did. came back and became Miss United States. Seven years later. Vendetta. V for Vendetta. Miss United States. Don't tell me I can't do something. Style and grace. So anyway, when she talks about pageant world, this was not just like the girl who was like Miss Redneck Podunk Town. She was like Miss Florida and Miss United States 2017. Go back through her Instagram. You will see. Anywho, continue. There was a coach. Uh, Don Baker. He's passed away. And he taught me about when you're at an event or an interview or anything in life, Mm -hmm. you can have an energy of being open and outward because you are so comfortable with who you are that you're not having to process what other people are thinking about you or the way that they're interpreting you. Mm. And then letting that process through your brain before you even let a thought or a a word out edgewise. And you can see that happening in people. And back then, I didn't even really understand his concept. He would always teach me, like, he would clap when he wanted you to remember something. And he'd be like, open it outward, Rachel. Open it outward. (laughs) You're like, I don't know. I don't know what that means, Don. I'm sorry. And I... Now you do, though. Yeah. And... It's cool. when you're self-conscious, it takes up so much more energy because you're having to, you're editing as you're going. Right. And then you're judging as you're leaving. You're judging the edit. <laughs> oh, did I say something wrong? Oh, did I? Yeah. And I you can done that? see that happening on people's faces and in their energy. And it's, it's just, to me, it's just like, It's less energy to not do any of that. And he would teach you how in interview, what was most beautiful and wonderful about a candidate, because I've been on the judge's side Mm -hmm. as well, is when they, there is no editing. Mm. And so when they, you ask a question, like they're just answering so honestly and authentically that you can feel it. It's palpable. Palpable. And it's magnetic. Yeah. And and if you can tap into that and try and have that all the time, it gets mm-hmm. easier and easier with time. Yeah. I feel like that's how you are. I am like that. But I the the last place And it's also less exhausting for the people around you. Yes. Cuz when you're around people who are like that, you also are like I'm like cringing for them. I yes. feel I can Yeah, the last place that I was like that was on social media though. I was like that with my relationships. I was like that in my business. I was like that with my, you know, my wife. But social media was the last frontier mm. of like fully cutting the cord of like any sort of filter. Mm. I mean, now I have no filter. <laughs> I literally told everybody on the internet today that I'm going to do as little as possible. So, but yeah, I mean, that was like the last frontier for me. But like, how does that apply to like giving birth naturally? <laughs> In your home without your midwife present or your photographer back. Like things that would – like those are two things that would send most women into a absolute spiral. Oh, I mean there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And you did it. You ex- – it was just – like it was almost like that was the plan, mm. which I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Like I think everything that happens is happening for mm-hmm. us and it was all part of the plan. But mm-hmm. most people would freak out and like – it probably would have slowed things down, probably would have stressed out the baby mm-hmm. and you didn't even flinch. So like, how does that, when we say everything is connected, like how do we take that 
Don Bakerism. Oh, <laughs> he gets to be a part of this podcast. That's cool. I think he was a part of the, our other one we did together. Did I mention him in that mm, one too? I think so. He really was quite profound yeah. in my life. Yeah. I like how is that connected to how you decide to like deliver, how you decide to parent, how you decide to how is it connected or why do I want it to be like why? Yeah, like how is it like where how does that like translate? I knew well for me the I, I don't know. The driver was that I knew my daughters were watching that mm-hmm. and if they see a woman who's capable of handling or intercepting all of these different variables that happened mm-hmm. and still didn't let it rock the water at the surface, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like how is that going to affect them for the rest of their lives too? Mm-hmm. To see like, well, my mom could do it this way. Why can't I? Mm-hmm. And why can't I even do it even more mindfully? Yeah. You know, like that's my only wish is that like we give someone, was it you that told me they said, our dream is to make our, not that we have a ceiling, right? We don't want to say we have a glass ceiling, but like as a parent, isn't your goal to make your ceiling your child's floor? I didn't say that. I said, I, my goal is to make sure that by the time my child is an adult, they don't need me anymore. Like Mm -hmm. that they're fully capable and confident to go out into the world and be whatever they want. And hopefully that is more than I was. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know what? It made me think. They said it more eloquently. I don't mean to say that we have a ceiling, so there's got to be a better way to say that. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But you just made me think. Like where we leave off is like their jumping off point. Yes. Yeah. You just made me think though, because I think when you stand in your power, like Don taught you, like, (laughs) you know, to not care about what other people, not to have that filter, to just speak and do and act and think exactly who you are in the moment it doesn't, it, what, and I talk about this a lot, what you break up with is praise, AKA what you break up with is praise, AKA what people think mm-hmm. or what people feel about what, what you're, you're seeking, doing. What you, what you used to seek from mm-hmm. others. Yeah. And what actually ends up happening though with less, yes, it is, it does come with less praise. I can attest to that. Like when I made that switch, like I, I used to get praised all the time. I don't get praised anymore. What does happen is you influence the way people move. Mm-hmm. And so when you just said that, you want your, you're trying to impact and influence the way that your daughters move mm-hmm. through this world, mm-hmm. not what they're going to think in the moment mm-hmm. or how they're going to react to your actions. Mm-hmm. You didn't give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. Your thought was, how is this going to impact and influence the way that they move later on? Mm-hmm. But that I think, yeah, I mean, so it is all connected. Yeah. I mean, and like, that was to me the easy answer. I'm trying to dig deeper though. It's like yeah. it, even on a, like a cellular level, you observe the way that Wilder came into the world, you know, like that so peaceful. calm, peaceful. We didn't this even baby know. He didn't if, even cry. Like he, he was, didn't even know he was born. Yeah. And everybody kind of worried if he was breathing. There was like a moment. And so that affects him on a cellular level, right? Yes. So it's just like, it's all so connected. And he's a pretty go. calm baby. He's pretty calm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because you also though, like watching you go through that, I mean, you know, you can share as much or as little of your story as you want, but essentially like, you know, your water broke and most states have rules if you're going to deliver at home. We say the water's released. Yes, the doulas say the water has released. So the water is now not in her body. It is now coming trickling 
out of her body. Mm-hmm. And in most states, you have like a you have a cap of yeah. how long you're allowed to like go at home before mm-hmm. you have to transfer. Mm-hmm. So the, the midwives had pretty much given you deadline cut off. Mm-hmm. But it's like I watched you go within, mm-hmm. and sure. You had me there to remind you that, like, you didn't need to finish cleaning the goddamn house. Like, it yeah. was fine. Everything was fine. Was doing laundry. Yeah, she was, like, doing laundry and, like, cleaning her kitchen. And I was, like – she was, like, in her room and I go in there and I'm, like, you know, I don't know if you've considered this, but maybe you need to surrender and give this baby permission to come. And she was, like, I know. Like, you were just, like, fucking I know. Shut the fuck up. But that's not the point. What I'm saying is watching you – go within and just completely shift into a woman who knew what she wanted, didn't care how long it was going to take, knew that it was going to happen the way you wanted it to. Mm -hmm. That's how you run your business. Mm -hmm. That's how you are in your marriage. Mm -hmm. That's how you raise your kids. Mm -hmm. Like you do that in all areas of your life. Like I've watched you go through a lot of adversity and work in your business. Mm -hmm. Like things have happened in your business that like most people would crumble Mm-hmm. under mm-hmm. and like I've watched you just like be co- like go completely within you have not searched outside of yourself mm-hmm. and that's what you did with the delivery of this kid like you went completely within you did not search outside of yourself like mm-hmm. yes you had me there yes you had Anthony there yes you had your mom there yes mm-hmm. your midwives came but you really didn't need any of us yeah I have to give a testimony to hypnobirthing mm-hmm. I did do a class this time oh um, yeah And it was a really cool way to apply everything that we know about mindfulness and stillness and meditation and going within and it's meditation energetic connection and applying it to birth for sure. And visualization and affirmations and all of it applies to birth and how it can apply to birth and how to put yourself in the scenario during birth before you even go through labor of Mm -hmm. exactly how you want it to look and feel and, and, and unfold. So I had already, visualization and manifestation. I mean, that's everything. I had already been there when I was in it. So yeah, what was cool was like, you could, it was like, while I was experiencing surges as we call them, I could see myself for everyone else. <laughs> I could see myself outside of it. And it's like you could talk to I could talk to myself like this is temporary. This is another one. Okay, every single one brings baby closer. Work with the body. Your body's mm-hmm. working with you. Mm-hmm. And you can like disconnect from the sensation too. Mm-hmm. And like it doesn't I also don't know if I told you about the fear tension pain cycle. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Did. I thought that was really cool. And I think that can – I was actually going to do a training on fear, tension, pain as it relates to business. See? <laughs> it's interesting because like I, the more I think about it, so when a woman has been taught her whole life to be fearful of labor and birth as society and culture and movies and shows tell us totally. to. And then you're about to go through it yourself – and if you're listening to this and you're first time pregnant, this really could help you is like that fear of, of that act or not knowing how it's going to feel or what it's going to be like, or how it's going to go down causes tension. It can cause tension. Yeah, Tension feels like in our bodies, tightness and like picking my nails, picking your nails Yeah, and spiraling in your head. Inflammation. 
looking up too much information. Is that what you mean? No, I said inflammation. Inflammation. Yeah. yeah. But also, yes, information. Googling too much. Going to Dr. Google. Consuming. And trying to, consuming yourself. Yeah. Just spiraling in every yeah. sense of the word. Yeah. Which leads to, in we're talking about labor-specific more pain because when you are in fear and your body is tense, it actually produces more catecholamines. Yeah. So you're going to feel more pain. Yeah. The pain is not actually there. No. It's a sensation. Yeah. And you've named it pain and allowed it to get more intense because you're fearful and intention and that causes more pain. Yeah. And when women are, I've witnessed in the hospital and they go into that FTP cycle, fear, tension, pain. And if you're just listening, you can look like picture it like a triangle. They can't get off of that train. Mm-mm. It's around and around and around. And mm-hmm. it's increasing every time it goes around. Mm-hmm. And that's when they think they need drugs and mm-hmm. all of the interventions. And then you add all of the like programming that has happened in their subconscious mind through generational patterns of how their moms gave birth and their mm-hmm. moms gave birth and just like any example of birth that they Anytime had. they've talked to a woman postpartum that yeah. says like, oh, you know, it's not what I wanted, but we're here. Yep. Um, it was terrible, but me and baby are healthy. So that's all that matters. Uh-huh. Those are the things that women are telling themselves. And it programs your subconscious. So if your subconscious believes that this should be hard, then you're going to stay on that fear, tension, pain cycle, which is the same with- And in the hospital though, you know what they call it when a woman is not dilating and she's not, her cervix is not getting more faced. Failure to progress. Yeah. F-T-P. Yeah. Also failure to progress in life, in business. Yeah, I mean this is FTP. this is how everything is connected. Like think Your about I mean, pain. I just did a masterclass on this tonight. Like <laughs> it literally is like you fear growth, you fear success because of a, a my my what is it? My a myriad a myriad of reasons. My raid. I knew that's what you were I almost to just say. said my raid. <laughs> my raid of reasons. Um I was a theater major, not an English major. Um, for I can myriad, spell it if you want. M Y R. I know how to spell it. That's I why I said my rate. Okay. <laughs> a myriad of reasons from, you know, I'm afraid of leaving people behind. Mm. I'm afraid of people not liking me. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of people disagreeing with me. I'm afraid of more taxes. I'm afraid of being judged. taken advantage of, being judged, fear. So when you are in fear of growth and success, that's causing tension inside of you because now you're in this like weird analysis space. paralysis. Yeah, analysis paralysis, doing the most, people pleasing, <laughs> trying to like adrenal fatigue, trying to like consume so much information, trying to mm. learn as much as possible instead of just getting into fucking action. Mm-hmm. And then that ultimately causes more pain, sickness, burnout, exhaustion, broke, broke. ending of relationships, yes. right? Like that stress. Yeah. Yelling at your kids more. Yeah. No temper. Yeah. Yeah. Infertility. You know? Yeah. It's a big one. Illness. Illness. Yeah. Yeah. And so disease. Disease. Cancer. Yeah. F- yeah. I mean, cancer thrives on stress. Because mm-hmm. when you're stressed and you have tension, what do you do? You eat worse. Mm-hmm. Cancer loves sugar. Mm-hmm. So it is really all connected. Right. Think about our kids. 
And then your business fails to progress. And then your business fails and to progress. And your relationships yeah. fail to progress. Think about relationships. Let's do FTP with our relationships. Like if my in my marriage. I think we're on to a new course. That's what I'm saying. If I'm like, if I have fear of putting my guard down. Mm-hmm. Getting your heart Closing broken. loops, getting my heart broken. But like if I'm in a relationship, if I have a fear of like, yeah, the other shoe falling. If I have a fear of you know, having to drop my, my guard to like, let someone in. Mm -hmm. If I have a fear of being loved, Mm -hmm. that's real. Then what's that doing? That's causing tension in my body, which is making me angry. It's making me irritable. It's making me emotional. It's making me not think clearly, Mm -hmm. which leads to pain, pain, breaking up, loneliness, Mm -hmm. sadness, Mm -hmm. feeling disconnected, lack of connection. And then your relationship is now a failure. failure to progress. It's all connected. I think we just solved it. I think we just solved world peace. All you need is a light jacket. Uh, <laughs> we should watch Miss Congeniality tonight. <laughs> I have I have hairspray in my hair. I have not slept. I'm hungry. Don't mess, mess with me. me. Fall. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. I watched that movie and I thought to myself, I could play this role. I you really could have. Really I would have been really gliding here. She was pretty epic though. She's so good. Anyway, but yeah, this is all, this is like, it's all connected. And what's also connected is how, how you can heal parts of yourself through going through things. Like I healed guilt. I physically am now, I'm, I'm now physically working with a spinal energetics chiropractor. That's going to help me like physically heal my guilt from not having a normal birth, but like a natural, not normal. Vaginal. Any birth, any birth is normal. Oh God, you're going to get canceled. I know. But the birth I wanted, let's just put it that way. Mm. The birth that I thought I wanted, mm-hmm. the birth that I thought I was going to have, mm-hmm. took me a lot. It's taken me a long time to not have guilt from that. Consciously, I've forgiven myself. 100% consciously, totally forgiven myself. Consciously, I understand that Owen came into this world exactly the way that he was meant to. Mm -hmm. And he's literally been doing his own thing ever since. (laughs) Fully consciously aware of that. My body believes because I said it, because even though I consciously know this, what what has for so long actually been going on in the back of my head is I failed. I didn't do it right. I could have done something different if I wouldn't have taught so much, like all of the things. I'm not the same as other birthing mothers. I'm not the same. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I'm not a real mom. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. All the thoughts, crazy thoughts, but getting to support you in that healed that for me on like a subconscious level, Mm -hmm. which was, which is interesting because it's like, it goes to show that everything is connected because even though that watch helping you is not directly me at all. And I didn't even do anything. I literally like yelled at everybody <laughs> to get in position. <laughs> Not even yelled. I was so calm <laughs> on the outside. On the inside, there were alarms going off. Loud ones. On the outside though, it was, okay, well, I think it's time. So Anthony, if you could get in the tub. <laughs> Because I think it's time. Um, right this way, sir. Yep. Come on in. Uh, Rach, I think you don't have to go to the bathroom again. I think that's a baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Let's text the midwife. <laughs> on the Is inside. she in the car? Is she driving here? Yeah, it was not that on the inside. On the inside, it was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was not live, laugh, loving in that moment. I was stressed. But, like, I also wasn't stressed because I was like, Rachel's fine. Like, and I, and I know, obviously, from also, like, going through, like, doula school, like, I also know that women with healthy pregnancies don't need doctors. So right. again, consciously, I was like, this is going to be fine. On the in my brain though, my subconscious mind was like, this Someone's is going to die today. Gross, and it's not going to be Rachel <laughs> or this baby. It is going to be one of us. <laughs> it's going to be one of us. Yeah. I mean, oh. it, it, it's just, it, it just like confirmed so many things for me because when people get to know you, everybody always says, like, your house is always clean. <laughs> your children are, like, Harlow is polite. She's also, like, very self-sufficient. She's very, uh, like, she's smart. She's eloquent. Like, you have a beautiful marriage. You have, you are so committed to your health goals. I mean, if recovery <laughs> and self-care could be a sport. <laughs> Rachel, Todd Bing would have the gold medal. She would be Miss Universe. Miss Universe for self-care. This girl gets more, but it's all connected. You are so, you are more than anyone committed to your goals. In the most real and profound way. I mean, oh God, I hope my husband doesn't listen to this. He's going to. Every time I talk to Rachel, she <laughs> is either getting a facial on her way to cryo, getting an IV drip, getting a massage on her way to yoga. In her sauna. In her sauna that's in her home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been here 24 hours and I've already done functional hip training, cryotherapy, and sauna. And I've eaten more salad in the last 24 hours than I've eaten in the last week. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, oh. but that, but like speak to that. It's, it's like a not like you're the, like the light you're building, what you are, everything you do is built around your life context. Yeah. Which is what? Do as little as possible. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Well, set yourself up for success um, for the future. No, I just, I'm always I yeah. was quoting you. That's um, mine. No, Freedom. I won't take it. Freedom is mine. Okay. I have really taken a big page out of your book of uh, if it's not a full body, yes, it's a fuck no, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You kind of butchered it, but that's fine. If it's not a full body, fuck yes, it's a no. I have the sweatshirt. I'm going to wear it to Harlow's preschool and I don't care. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. This is what I was going to talk to you about while you were here, actually. And that's why I was hoping we could coincide in the sauna today and I didn't get to because of my newborn asshole <laughs> Ugh, why does he have to nurse why does he have to be hungry <laughs> um I was gonna talk to you about this because I've been seeing I've been I like that you talk about that but I I don't know if I've accidentally built it around my life context or if I've just been so focused on like creating like peace and like boundaries that I've accidentally fallen into my life context, but I haven't actually defined it yet. And I know that was some of my homework from intention 
um, intuition, intuition, authority, power, which I didn't finish my homework yet for that either. So I'm still working on that. Honestly, I don't have an answer for you. And I, I know that everything has shifted in my life. I was going to say, I think your life context has shifted a lot in the last two years. Yeah. Like it used to be like helping women, like, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole bombshell thing, but I think bombshell has shifted so much. Uh-huh. Like even what a bombshell could be. I'm still so like connected think, to that word and yeah. redefining it. It's just that it's it's avidly being redefined on a daily basis, and I yeah. don't really have. I think words it. Yet. I think it's a completely different thing than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for those of you that don't know her, like there is not one person that meets her and finds out that she had a baby nine weeks ago that doesn't say, "Oh my gosh!" Like, how do you? look so like back to normal and a genetics you mm-hmm. got good ones but b literally from like day from day zero you i think like the one of the first things i made you after you had him was a green shot yeah you know like yeah there's there's not really any there's there like, i think when you just be when you become a person who believes in health, wealth, freedom. You can just say that, right? Like, yeah. I get emotional about it when people ask like, why, like when I, when my family, I see my, like people that I love Mm -hmm. doing something that's not going to improve their, their body or like help their health or it's going to harm their health. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, um, it goes, it's connected to gratitude and, Mm -hmm being so in love with like being alive and Mm. gratitude for being here Mm -hmm. and the people that I get to experience and be here with Mm -hmm. that it's like, I get emotional when I say to them, like, if you have this information that if you do X, Y, and Z, and if you eat X, Y, and Z, and you follow these types of guidelines Mm -hmm. and you do these things on a daily basis, yeah that you really could feel your best, live your longest, decreases your chances of dementia and Alzheimer's and your mind will be here as long as possible. And Mm -hmm. you get to be that for your family and you get to be that for yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, this information. Yeah. Why would you deviate? Right. And I think that's where it comes from is like this intense desire of like, if I know something is going to harm a cell in my body, why would I do that? We both have the channel of judgment in human design. And that's a big, that's, that's what the channel of judgment is. It's like just this deep, deep insatiable desire for people to live out to their potential. Yeah. And I feel you on that. I mean, it's That's a, your dad, right? Right. I mean, that was My dad, the biggest upset right. you had. Right. He wanted so you badly to like retire and like have a t-shirt stand in Hawaii. And he died at 64. He didn't get to go to retirement. He was so unhealthy. And sure, he was type one diabetic and that wreaks havoc on your body. And he didn't have to make the choices he made. Right. And he made his choices. So there's like also this like acceptance that needs to happen there. But also I think this is the same way I feel about like business. Like- If you know Mm -hmm. that there are people out there making millions of dollars a year, Mm -hmm. I mean, with all the ways there are to make money online, Mm -hmm. online alone, Mm -hmm. like you think of all the ways to make money, but to make money online alone, Mm 
digital marketing, network marketing, affiliate digital marketing, products. digital products, master resale rights, like so many different ways to make money. So many different, and everything is Google. Only fans. Only fans, 100%. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But um, like Feet Finder. Yeah. Like, there's so many ways to make money, right? Et- and Etsy, Pinterest, so many mm-hmm. different ways to make money. Mm-hmm. And also, everything is Googleable. Everything. Everything is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. Like, if you don't know how to create a website, you can Google how to create a website. Yeah, and you couldn't do that 40 years ago. No. And so, with this information that we have and just so much information at our fingertips, yes, you can overconsume. Yes, it can cause analysis paralysis. And you cannot, like, I don't think anyone can use the excuse, at least anyone in a first world country. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if you live like in Bhutan, in with, Bhutan no internet. with no internet, maybe, but for the most part, anybody that's listening to this podcast, you have the ability to do and accomplish whatever you want. Yeah. And so if I know that information, if I know that I have no excuse not to become everything that I came here to become and more and help others do the same and shift the perspective of the people around me, shift the way people move, influence and and, and shape the way that my son moves through this world. Why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. And it's not going to look like I thought it was going to look. Like I'm not going to hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm not going to do the most. <laughs> but also like that's the other thing is there is someone for everything now. Mm-hmm. Like you can hire out anything mm-hmm. these days. And it's like I feel the same way about relationships. It's like it, that's everything is connected. Like, I feel the same way about being a parent. There are so many resources out there. Mm-hmm. There are so many, there's so much help. I mean, all you have to do is be on TikTok and you can become a better parent. There's right. so many resources. Right. People are using it for so much good. So much good. And I just think that like, if you're a person who is allowing these narratives and these stories to play out in your head, you have to, you have to be the one. To change the story. You can get off that train. You can get out of that triangle. You mm-hmm. can get out of that FTP triangle. Mm-hmm. Like fear, tension, pain does not have to be a reality, Mm-mm. but it's it, it will be until you make the choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's one thing I've, I've heard you say that people have said about you and I've heard people say it like, you know, it, the, the lucky thing, like, you know, mm-hmm. you're lucky you have good genetics. Like you're lucky that you have a husband that like makes a lot of money. You're lucky that all these things and yes, be blessed. Mm-hmm. And I can, I am, a, I can testify to this. I will be your witness. Like nothing you do is luck. It's all intention and it's all just connection to who you are, what you stand for, who you're for, why you're here. Everything you do is that. And I think that's why we get along Mm -hmm. because we share that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not willing to compromise why I'm here and who I'm here for, for anything. Mm -hmm. Not myself, especially not myself. I'm not willing to compromise it because of like my own subconscious. I'll be damned if I'm going to be the one to bottleneck. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. there's too many other things outside of ourselves that try to bottleneck us. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I both agree on that, that like, I'll be damned if I'm going to be the one. I'm going to get out of my own way so that like my potential can truly like shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, watching you go through that nine weeks ago was, and I can't believe it was nine weeks ago, also. <laughs> but watching you do that was like 
pretty powerful. And it was also just, it was not surprising. It was beautiful. It was emotional. It was all the things all at once, but like more than anything, it was, I remember very, like, as soon as you pushed him out in 10 minutes, (laughs) 10 minutes, two pushes, 10 minutes. As soon as that happened, I remember thinking to myself, there is nothing that this girl won't do to have everything she wants. Nothing. Like (laughs) you were going to do this exactly the way you wanted to like come hell or high water, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It was cool. Thank you. It was cool. And (laughs) one of these days we're going to go live and talk about what she was thinking and what I was thinking because it really is. We'll put some comedy to it for sure. Well, there was that moment with Lisa. <laughs> we'll tell you this part before we let you go for this episode, since this was a longer one than Thank normal. Thank you for those words. Oh, I love you. I love you. I mean, listen, I'm the best fucking friend anybody could have. Do you want to know why? Because I'm the friend that you can call on a Saturday night at 11 and say, hi, I think I'm in labor. And I'll get on a plane at 730 the next morning and get here and stay for two days and help you birth, <laughs> be your emotional support animal. And then... <laughs> I will fly through a hurricane nine weeks later, nine weeks later to come back. I'm that friend just to hang out with in a, in a circus of a household and to like help like watch your kids and like, you know, be, (laughs) be Harlow's like pet for a few days. (laughs) She Um, does make people her pets. She like came over to me today. I'm sitting here. She came over and just grabbed my hand and pulled me to her room. And I was like, you want to go play? Let's go play. Anyway. So there was this moment (laughs) during the birth where the let me preface by saying that i i have really found a love for birth work and as you have have. acknowledged that in like this is like your purpose it is yeah i gotta figure out we gotta figure out what that's gonna look like it's gotta be some digital products in there somewhere yeah we can't just be traveling all over the place all the time (laughs) you can't just be at everybody's birth because that would get in the way of (laughs) self-care and we know now you know now that that's not going to happen. I will only be taking on like six clients per year as a doula because that is going to get in the way of a lot of spa days. Mm-hmm. So yes, I realized in having a conversation with Cameron, the videographer that I hired, that there was a third piece to why I don't – I love sharing my – like video of a birth online, not yes. for praise, not for look what I did. To shift. To shift. To shift and impact and influence people's moves. Yes. And that was the, that's, I, I'd say that's first degree. Set, well, first degree is very personal and that is so that my children see how they can do it and it's possible and like how they came into like the world right there for it. Yeah. Second degree of that is the shift of like, how can in 20, 30, 40 years, all women, all women, like it'd be weird to give birth in a hospital. Yes. Yes. And less medically necessary. And then third degree I realized was if I could invite someone into the room of me giving birth and allow, and I didn't know that it was going to be something for you. Mm. I didn't even see that. Mm to give that almost like gift of being in that close of proximity to a birth. Yes. Yes. To someone who has never birthed. Yeah. That's a really cool thing. And And probably won't birth. 
maybe yeah. like yeah and it could be one or the other or both but like yeah. i get it like just being able to give that gift because it is it's a gift like it is an emotional experience to be it's a, a miracle of. it's a miracle yes it is and so i asked my neighbor lisa hopefully this doesn't mess up the comedy of your story i don't know how to tell stories for comedy oh no i'll retell it for comedy oh, okay, don't worry okay, okay. You That's go ahead. where your theater degree comes in. Yes. So, yes, I had down to this moment. I had asked my neighbor, whom I love dearly, who has never had children, if she would like to be in the room, and I would let that I would somehow let her know when the time was coming, so that she didn't have to be there because my labor with Harlow was very long, and I was like, clearly, you don't want to sit in my bedroom for three days staring at me as I labor. Mm-hmm. So we will find a way for you to be there as things are on their way to coming to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. And so no one told Danielle this. No one, not one person told me about Lisa. And to also preface, Rachel was not in active labor at 9 a.m. that day. Mm-hmm. Things were not consistent. There mm-hmm. was no... There was no rhyme or reason to any of her surges, no, no. contractions. They have to know. Because if you don't know, you're going to think it's a workout class, <laughs> which it was. But there was nothing. What would you say? 10 a.m.? I don't even know. I would say it was like 1030. Oh it's really when you went like in it. <laughs> like 9, 8, 930, you went in, but like it still wasn't like you were talking. You were still able to be mad at your mom. Like, you know, testy at your mom. She was like trying to put all these towels all over you. And you're like, please stop <laughs> Like it was like, I think I even snapped at you too. You snapped you, it. Oh yeah. Cause I kept, I was kept just like reminding me of something and I was like, I got it. Yeah. She just did it. She like put her hand up and I was like, okay, yeah, you got this. I'm going to go and check on your kid anyway. Um, yeah. But like, you were still able to be like aff- affirmative with us. Like you were still able to do that at like 10 AM. So it wasn't it, like we were not a delicate flower yet. Um, it, so it was like it, this all happened really within two hours. Yeah. Okay. So that's that part. So this baby is coming out in this moment. She's, I hear Rachel yell that she feels the head. And then you're, fil- you're I'm, filming. I'm filming this. No, no, no. I it's film, on film. Yes. I'm filming this at this point. And I am just holding the camera and I hear Rachel. You're like thinking in your head, like, okay, this is going to be just like from here on out, like all we have to worry about is the birth. Like that's Like it. that's like, it. I'm just it. holding. Not I'm worry, just, but all we no. have to do is be here. And you know what? Photographer's not here. Midwife's not here. But like we got this. Like yeah. Anthony is in the tub with her. He's going to help her. Baby is about Baby to Baby is going to come out. They, they've done this before. I have the camera. Chrissy's here. She you has Harlow. Harlo, like we're good. So then Rachel's in. A surge, a contraction. Like my head was like and, on the pool And she edge. was like, you know, if you've ever had a baby, those like last few contractions are deep. <laughs> and she, <laughs> like she's having an exorcism, goes, somebody text Lisa. <laughs> and I look around and I go, who the fuck is Lisa? Now I know Lisa. I was at her house the day before. Why are we texting Lisa? In my mind, I'm like, no, who we shouldn't be texting is the midwife. I feel like that is a more important role to have present in this moment. 
instead of Lisa. (laughs) But like nobody flinched. Like everyone was like, okay, yes, we'll text Lisa. And I'm like, whatever. I have a camera right now. I'm there's a baby coming out. Like Harlow's in like Harlow's wanting to milk. Like she's wanting Rachel to like nurse her in this moment. Nurse my child in the middle of birthing. She's like milky, (laughs) and we're like, no, 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 mom's busy right now. Um, But yeah, like text Lisa. I was like, the fuck are we texting? Why are we texting someone right now? Why are we texting Mia? Maya? Mia. Maya. Maya. Why aren't we texting Maya, the midwife? <laughs> of all she people. She's the one who should be here right now. Like, Cameron. We can text Cameron again and see where she is. That'd be a great option. That'd be a great option. But Lisa, who's Lisa? Why are we texting the neighbor right now? <laughs> Nobody told me that Lisa, the neighbor, who's never had children, was, was being invited to be, to be in there, there and it was going to be a special yeah. thing. If I knew that, I would have texted Lisa an hour ago. <laughs> but right now is not the moment. It was wild, but you. I'll didn't. be damned, Lisa missed it. She did, but she came in right after, and it was really beautiful. But again, testament to you. There was no hesitation. Like you said that, and you went right back into the zone, and it was like, and then this baby just like, f- like flew out. Yeah, you could have sneezed him out. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Yeah, that was a really cool experience. And then he just like drifted to the top. Because the babies don't need to breathe right away. This is now turning into a maternity show, but that's okay. The point of this episode and what I hope that you gathered from it is that- Bring it home, D. Always, yeah. Um, we somehow talked for an hour. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. But what, I'm, what I want to- the guy that's editing. Yeah, I know. Sean. Sean's the best. Sean. Sean at Upstarter is the best. Um, what I want you to walk away with this episode with is- Everything in your life is connected, whether or not you act in that way. Mm. And you can't stop that. You can't stop the fact that everything is connected. So if you have a lot of fear, tension, pain in your work life, you cannot be surprised when your children are acting up at home or when your diet is off or when you get sick or when your birth doesn't go the way or you know there's just a lot of things that are all byproducts of how we act in other areas of our life which for me has shown up in I used to overwork 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 hustle 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 grind 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 and I have herniated discs. I've rolled my ankle twice. I've had neck pain that like hasn't gone away for months. I've gotten sick a lot. I, you know, my, I've had Mm. like not, I don't want to say failed because they led me to who I'm with now, but like relationships that didn't work out. I've made business decisions that are not good. And it's like, when you get into this cycle of like fear, tension, pain, everything will be impacted by that. On the other side of that, if you do not enter these cycles of fear, tension, pain, and you run your life in this like clear, conscious and connected way, you, everything will be impacted by that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really matter what other people think about your choices or the way that you live or the way that you choose to give birth or the way that you choose to, you know, be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. The way that I have like a modern family with like my like son's dad, like people don't get that. Mm -hmm. And it triggers a version of themselves that is holding on so tightly to like what they think it should be. Mm-hmm. And if you just stick to who you are and what you're here to do and let that impact all areas of your life, you will see a difference. Mm-hmm. 
you'll find more gratitude. Mm -hmm. You've said that. Mm -hmm. There's like a gratitude piece that comes with accepting and believing that everything is connected for a reason. Mm -hmm. I believe that. I know you believe that. I've seen it. Yeah. Text, Lisa. The shape of what you see as your life. I'm picturing like, I'm a very visual learner. I'm picturing like, I like the metaphor. I'm thinking of like a jagged piece of ice or like somebody's Mm -hmm. life that's very jagged, right? Like very like edgy and like Mm -hmm. your life will suddenly start to just like transform into a really soft edged like circle. Like everything, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, connected. It goes from just being like jaggedy and like triangle to circle. (laughs) Triangle to circle. Like yeah, the tri- that's too simple. I need more of a pretty visual, like a. Well, now I'm thinking like a, of like the frozen castle. Yeah, like an angry snowflake. Yeah. Fractals. Yeah. Frozen fractals all around. Okay. On that note, I did record "Let It Go." If anybody wants to listen to it, yeah, I can send you my link. <laughs> so listen, um, Rach has not shared like all details of her birth story, which she will eventually, but. Make sure you go follow her. She's the Rachel Todd, but Rachel is not A-E-L. It's A-E-L. The Rachel Todd. I'm going to post her link in our show notes. But she is just a person. You are a person people should follow. Mm -hmm. If for no other reason, then you'd be following the Miss (laughs) United States 2017. (laughs) And that gives you points, you know? Um, but yeah, like any, if you're a person who's just like looking to have like more of that, like connectedness in your life, you have health goals, you're a mom, just trying to be the best version of you for your kids. Like you're the one to follow for sure. And if you're in Jacksonville, Florida, Rachel hosts a mom walk that you could be a part of. And she gives out Instagram QR codes everywhere she goes. It's my latest project. Everywhere she goes. Anyway, thank you for chatting with me for the last hour. I have to share. I looked at your computer when we started and your computer is on central time. Mm. And I thought to myself, oh, it's only nine o'clock when we start. So that means I could be in bed by 10. And I'm it's looking 11. at my Alexa in the kitchen and it is definitely 1057 Eastern. Yeah, it's 11. So my so we're going to bed. sleeping baby clock, he's been asleep, is ticking. Yeah, we're going to bed. Mm-hmm. But I love you. Wild nights around here. Yeah. Tea and kombucha. Um, I love you. Thank you for being on this show. I love you too. Bye, y'all.